0: Well, the nightmare is becoming somewhat of a reality. None of this has to happen if we simply respect this virus, wear masks.
1: Like I said, welcome to a Friday. Lots of stuff going on right now. And I have to tell you, I am really excited for the weekend. But right now, let me tell you your headlines for today. Colorado, I love you. This is an intervention. You'd think that was your mom, Jay, but it's not. That's the governor speaking. Paula said at one point, cancel your social (laughs) plans over the next few weeks. We'll talk about that coming up real soon. We're on a dangerous path. Denver's Home by 10 order takes effect this Sunday. That's from the mayor. Hashtag safer at restaurants. Hashtag support local. And then hashtag National Nachos Day. A lot of hashtags going on. And Dr. William Blanchett from Boulder Internal Medicine coming up here shortly. Jay, I talked to you about it just a second ago. Colorado, I love you. This is an intervention. Poll has said at one point, cancel your social plans for over the next few weeks. That should be easy for you, Jay. Oh, me? Yeah, no problem. No problem, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The numbers are going the wrong way, Jay. And uh, it's more important than ever to reverse that. That's why we have Dr. William Blanchett on. Is there any logic behind this reasoning of to cancel your plans? And who are you canceling your plans with? It's probably your friends and family, right? You would think, yeah. Or the raves that you're used to going to. (laughs) Well, you know me. I do know you. We're on a dangerous path. This was the mayor today. And Denver's Home by 10 order takes effect this Sunday. Why not over this weekend? What do you figure? What's your guess, Jay? Oh, uh, something to do with the election? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. We're gonna, maybe? We're going to talk. There was an election, right? Talk to the doctor about that itself. Uh, hashtag safer at restaurants this is a hashtag that we've made up i think it's very important hashtag safer at restaurants if you think about it restaurants more than ever right now need your support and i can tell you what if you've gone to a restaurant you know that they're into sanitation they're sober they're into cleanliness they're doing all the right things to make sure that you're in a safe environment they need your help, they need your support, and supporting restaurants is at the top of the list. So if you're making a post, what I'd like you to do is hashtag safer at restaurants. pick your favorite restaurant and support them today. Speaking of support, support local. There is a lot of political unrest. You can't even get on your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram without seeing some kind of political vitriol right now. It's everywhere. Take this, this much, just this much of that political unrest that you have going on in of your body and take that energy and put it into supporting local if you can take just a little bit of that to support your favorite local space um we're going to get ahead of the game because do it we need that more than ever mm-hmm. okay on themoderneater.com jay TME, TheModernEater.com. There is a lot of good stuff there. Just this past Wednesday, we had James Doxson from Vibe Concepts in here making nachos. Guess what today is, Jay? National Nachos Day. It is National Nachos Day. So if you go to TheModernEater.com, you will be able to see that great 10-minute interview of Chef James Doxon putting together some delicious nachos. You'll love to see that and get some great ideas. They also have some locations that you can get those nachos at as well. So National Nachos Day today on the 6th. And uh, without further ado, I wanna do this. Let's go rumazoom zoom zoom, zoom, zoom up to Boulder. His name's Dr. William Blanchett from Boulder Internal Medicine. We have to have you join us right now, doctor. How are you?
0: I am doing surprisingly well, all things considered.
1: Well, it's good to see your face, and it's good to see that you're happy and well. Um, okay, numbers are going in the wrong direction, doctor. What are we seeing right now? This is something that it was, it, it was um, I don't know if it was inevitable to happen, but you, you sure did look around the corner and say, I'm worried about the fall with uh, people getting back into school. There's a lot of things going on, but it, it, are the, is the nightmare becoming reality at this point?
0: Well, the nightmare is becoming somewhat of a reality. You know, this, this started basically when the universities reconvened, and we're now seeing the consequences, the very, very predictable consequences of the universities reconvening. Now the university is gonna send the kids home, the kids, the young adults home for Thanksgiving, and they're not gonna come back until the next semester. And so my hope is that that intervention We'll turn this thing around and we'll get the the numbers down, get the cases down and return to a little bit more normal existence. The, the, The thing that's really sad is that none of this has to happen. You know, none of this has to happen. If we simply respect this virus, wear masks, socially distance, wash our hands, don't cough on people, we don't have to shut down if we would just do that. But somehow we can't seem to collectively do that. And in there lies the problem and who pays the price? The bar owners, the restaurant owners, people on the front lines of medicine are all putting their themselves at risk for behavior of other people that they have no control. And it's, it's, it's a tragedy, it's really an embarrassment that we can't do a better job of simply wearing masks, sitting six or eight feet away from each other, doing anything outside we can do outside. When we're inside, be super cautious if we did that as a society, we wouldn't have to shut anything down, but we can't, we don't. And as a result, this is climbing. As a result, the restaurant owners, the bar owners are paying a huge price for not their behavior, for other people's behavior. That's, you know, that, that that's my position on it. I think up. we need to recognize that when you talk about that, we need to have some compensation for the bar owners and restaurant owners so that when this is over we will still have some places to go to relax to get some great food
1: Hmm. i couldn't agree with you more a lot to unpack here so uh you know in a a day and age where truth is skewed and you really don't know what reality is and the only thing that's certain is uncertainty the masks so uh, i think people are fairly good with masks but are they working i mean should we not see that spike right now we're wearing masks, and and we have a spike. Except in- the masks,
0: the masks are working when we're wearing them. When you look, well, you know, look, look what happened in September. Universities got back in session. The first thing that happened here is in Boulder, the COVID spiked only at the university, only at the university, spiked hugely. So how did the university respond? They responded by getting serious by shutting down classwork so you have to zoom from the dorm the problem was COVID was not being spread around in the classrooms COVID was being spread around in the sororities and fraternities and and dorms and the students for a period of time got serious about that and the COVID came down with it. Then it goes back up again and now it's gotten into the community now vulnerable people who are going to get sick and who are going to die are now getting COVID because it's no longer in the university it's now in the community Combine that with COVID fatigue. We're so tired of wearing these damn masks. We're just tired of it. We're gonna go out and we're gonna do normal things again. And you do that and people get COVID. And so, so that's kind of what's happening. Do masks work? Masks work, but a mask working means that everybody with COVID who doesn't wear a mask makes over two people sick. Everybody with COVID who does wear a mask makes less than a half a person sick. Mm. You're still making people sick. So if you have this pool of COVID brewing over in the university and they're sending people out into the community to make other people sick, the curve won't go up really steep. The curve's gonna go up though because we have this pool of kids behaving in a fashion to promote COVID and getting virtually no symptoms themselves. Yeah. So if we just, now that the politics is over, We can just change the technology from being a political technology to being a science technology. Masks are more available. We have better masks now. In fact, I just wanna show you my newest favorite mask. This is, I have no connection to this mask company, but here's a mask that doesn't filter in 0.3 micron particles like the N95s. This filters 0.1 micron particles. It's the most comfortable mask, the most efficient mask. I can talk fairly easily with it on and I can wear it all day without feeling miserable. Mm. And so we've, we've come a long way in masks. This is a nanofiber mask, a little bit more expensive at 4 a pop. Mm-hmm. But if I can wear it all day without feeling miserable, it's worth it. Wearing masks, wearing better masks, wearing masks more efficiently, it'll make a difference. We, we can beat it. Yes, we can. We can beat it. Let's do it. But it requires us all to pull together. Just to the company, election you know. filter, let's get over it. Let's pull together. Let's mask up. Let's wash our hands. Let's stop this progression it's worked in other countries it has worked in other countries it can work here
1: yeah just a couple minutes left with dr william blanchett here as we do a news update and talking about the spike in the positivities rates and hospitalizations looking at numbers that harken back to april i mean we go back to april and we're seeing the same spikes there so, uh, I mean, here we are, uh, COVID's spiking again. Is the potency of COVID the way that it was in April, from a doctor's perspective, from, from, what I'm, from what I'm seeing on the ground level, is a lot of folks are either asymptomatic or no symptoms at all, and, and seemingly test positive for COVID? Or is it just that we're so used to it that it's not a scary proposition anymore or as scary as sure. the unknown then?
0: few things going on, really. Number one, we're doing a lot more asymptomatic testing. I'm going to get a colonoscopy. I get a COVID test. Oh, my COVID test is positive. That happened to my daughter's mother-in-law this week. She's going to get an upper endoscopy, got a COVID test. It was positive. Zero symptoms. So we're finding those people whom we would never find before. That's number one. Number two, we are finding more young people and and we're screening more young people. Young people don't get sick. Young people don't get hospitalized for the most part. We have big numbers of cases, and it's not reflecting in as big a number of hospitalizations as we had back in March and April. And then the final thing is, we as clinicians are actually getting better at treating it. We have some things that can help. Vitamin D, for instance, massively beneficial in research studies, reducing severity of covid So if any of your listeners are out there not taking some D3, take D3. It makes a difference. Zinc probably makes a big difference. Now we know steroids make a difference. Convalescent plasma is showing great promise for making a difference. So we're better at treatment. Extracorporeal oxygenation makes a difference. So we're seeing a significant reduction in mortality among hospitalized patients. We're seeing a significant reduction in hospitalization among COVID patients. This is all good, but it's also bad because then we let down our guard. And I have a case. I saw a patient last week whose best friend next door neighbor goes out to eat, doesn't pay attention to the guidelines. Both the neighbor and his wife get COVID. The couple that went out with both get COVID. The neighbor and his wife are now dead. They're dead. So yeah, they were older, but they were older, functional, good folk who just got COVID fatigue, Bought the story that this is no longer important, went out, did not take precautions, ate at a truck stop, for God's sakes, and, and are now dead as a consequence after spending a week in a hospital oh. on a ventilator. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're better. yet yeah, down. Yes, yeah, it's not as scary to the bone as it was back in April. But don't let us forget that it is still a fatal disease. But still, we're losing, you know, 800, 1,000 people per day. In this, this
1: disease. Uh, None better. And, and really just put the work in. Do what you can to stay safe. Minimize your contact with folks that you don't need to be around. And uh, you heard it from Colorado's governor. Colorado, I love you. Uh, this is an intervention, Polis said at one point. Cancel your social plans over the next few weeks. And this is the time of year, renownedly, where folks are wanting to get a- together with their loved ones. And um, it, it could deem to be dangerous at this point.
0: Well, up until recently, you could have a social engagement outside where it's relatively safe. Now that it's gonna get cold for Thanksgiving, having a social engagement inside, you might take grandpa out, Mm. you might take mom out. Yeah, be You gotta be careful. This could be the end of uh,
1: I appreciate your time, doctor. We're gonna catch up soon. Well, we'll make it through this hump like we've done everything else, do our part. Uh, And uh, we won't let you down. We'll be wearing our masks.
0: I appreciate that. Yeah,
1: you bet. All right. Dr. William Blanchett, Boulder Internal Medicine right there, Jay. And, uh, you know, truly, Jay, if you had somewhere to go over the holidays, cancel your plans, but you're fine. Oh, yeah, I'm fine. (laughs) But to all the people that, that, you know, yeah, that have things to do, It's time to make some pizza. We'll do In the Kitchen. Scott Hibbeneth here with us today, and I am thrilled to have Chef join us. Talk about the pizza you grew up with. Now, my pizza that I grew up with, Angelo's on 6th Avenue. And just so many memories around that pizza, pizza that was the kitchen sink. And I just love that pizza gathering at Angelo's. And uh, since then, a new group has taken over Angelo's since I was a kid and they have done great things with it. We're going to assemble that pizza and then get into some more stuff. I'm looking forward to Montana's here from Black Hat Distillery. And Montana's going to put together some great drinks for us, a classic margarita, and then a seasonal drink. I think it's called uh, Sweater Weather. Sweater Weather. Sweater Weather. Yeah. Okay, we'll break. We'll come right back. We'll be in the kitchen with Chef Scott Hibbenen.